Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, May 27th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them that Lockdown sent you. The episode that you all have been waiting for is finally here. Yes, I know, on pins and needles, on the edge of your seat, uh, gasping for air waiting for this it is the ted talk to close the season with ted Coffin from the detroit news uh let's welcome in the fellas before we welcome in ted i am detroit sports writer nolan bianchi with me today as always we got longtime red wings fan and a kidney stone survivor we've also Ooh. ethan smith hi how's it going we've just threw off my old mojo uh we've also got host of the bentley show detroit sports encyclopedia scotty bentley uh scotty what's going on pal how's it going I'm great, man. I just saw a heck of a relay by uh, Akil Badu to Nico Goodrum down to Jake Rogers to get a play at the plate. It looked pretty nice. So, uh, so I'm doing I'm doing pretty swell. There we go. Attended my first Tigers game of the season last night, uh, completely on a whim. It was a great time. I think the beer I had was the best beer that I've ever tasted in my entire life. That'll do uh, it. I could go on uh, about that for a long time, but let's welcome in uh, the man of the hour. The Detroit News Red Wings beat writer, also a kidney stone survivor, Ted Coffin. Mm-hmm. Ted, what's going on, pal? How are First you? off, props to Ethan. I mean, I think we talked about this in the past. Yeah. An incredible pain, man. That is an yep. pain. I am I feel so good that you're good too. Humbled Thank by you. all the plaudits. I mean, just absolutely humbled by all the plaudits. Thirdly, so I am interested. How how did you feel going out to Comerica Park last night? Seriously, I mean, any sort of reserva- reservations at all? And then, uh, just what was the experience like? Honestly, it was really weird. It was like I like I thought it was going to be strange, and then uh, like so I, I ended up getting there, there late. Yeah, like I it, it did feel very normal. Like it felt like a, for the most part, a lot of things were back to normal. Most people weren't wearing masks at all. Like around, like I wore it in. And then, around and when we went to the seats and stuff like so that. is it but, necessary uh, now or not i don't even know seriously no i mean like that it's not it doesn't really say anywhere like you must have a mask on so um, really that's not enforced <laughs> at all and then honestly from a chilling standpoint so ideal i was thinking uh like yesterday about how there are some parts of social distancing that are like kind of awesome and this is one of them is the uh ability to just like have the you know a four seat radius of empty seats at a sporting game are they still doing that yeah yeah okay i think they're gonna they're gonna stop on june 1st but they had like zip ties over the seats that people weren't supposed to sit in so not to be a smart ass with those guys i mean let's face that you know on a week night in may you're probably not gonna let me answer your question (laughs) you are correct i was literally thinking that last night i was like wow this is amazing then i was like well it's literally just more evenly dispersed like the crowd isn't any bigger than it would be right at a a regular 
Wednesday night game. Exactly. Just, you know, they're just more evenly spread out. Uh, but how are you feeling about not the Tigers, but the Red Wings and and heading into this offseason um, compared specifically to last offseason? Are there more question marks? Are there less question marks? Uh, do you feel like there's a better sense of direction? Where are you at with this team? So many questions. Oh, okay. First off, it was weird going into the going into May with a regular season. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. Even if they, they they only played 56 games, but it was still so weird going into like the first weekend of May, where normally you'd be like the second round of the playoffs, I think about that at that point. Yeah. They were playing in Columbus to finish up the regular season. That was weird. That was very weird. Getting back to the hockey part of it, I think, I don't know. I, mean, I, there's, I think there's a little less questions. Didn't they have the type of season we all kind of suspected they would? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethan's been saying a, that for a, a while. A very minor yeah. step forward, a step forward nonetheless. And yeah, I agree. Some with you, some um, some answers. Yeah, it was a it was a step forward. But here's my t- this is I've been thinking about this recently. We just don't know that much more about them to a certain extent because they only played seven teams the whole season. I agree. I agree. With yeah, that. they only yeah. played seven teams the whole season. I mean. There were some positives. Some guys obviously took full little steps forward. Some guys didn't. I like where they're at right now relative to last year. But then again, last year was one of the worst teams. That was one of the worst teams in professionals in any of the four professional sports ever. I mean, it was awful. So it was a low bar. But they went over that low bar pretty comfortably. Um, I think there's more optimism. There's pieces, there's pieces there that you can build on. You're going to get people back. We got Jeff Blaschel back as coach again, too. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 go there, because I think a very telling thing to me about that press conference and about Steve Eisenman's press conference in specific is it felt like Steve Eisenman took this opportunity to pretty much take the bullet for all the talking points that Blash haters have had in the last two years, whether it be the playing time or the roster decisions, whatever it may be. Did you uh, gain any additional insight to I guess those items during that press conference and maybe just a, a bit more clarity in that sense. No, the only thing I'll say is he had his opportunity. If he wanted somebody else to coach, man, he had his opportunity. Obviously he likes this guy. He likes the, what he's been doing with this roster. He likes the development of the kids. He's the man. I mean, it's pretty obvious now that he thinks at least for the time being here going forward, the immediate next couple of seats, I think it's probably a two-year contract, that he's fine with Jeff Blaschel and all the things he's done here with a pretty bad roster the last couple of seasons. So you are disputing the uh, Woodward sports piece that said they uh, Steve Eisenman badly, badly wants to hire Gerard Gallant, but he just, just can't find the right city to meet up with them in. I didn't see that report. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that, that, that was a that was not a comment on said report. Uh, I did they, not it see was that it was basically like Steve Eiserman, all he ever wants to do is Gerard Gallant, but the timing, it's just not there. It was like it made it out to be like they're like two main characters of a romantic comedy. That's what I was gonna say. Like, like dang, you know, 
I'm going to be curious to see where Jared Gallant winds up. He's well, been out there same. for a little over, I don't know, it seems like forever and a day yeah. now. And it's like, and nobody's plucked him yet. I mean, I guess maybe the Rangers, but I've seen other names pop up too. I don't know. I'll be curious to see where Gerard Is Seattle goes. in there? I mean, the what? Is Seattle in there? Yeah, I think Seattle would be a very viable option. It'd be a really good option, and I think I think I saw where he's going to interview for the job here in the near future. So, and he's obviously had success with an expansion club before. I was going to say, if nothing else, just having a guy in the room to uh, to like that that's been there before. All right, just got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Chain stores, they got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but RockAuto.com, you know, that family business attitude, it helps them keep prices low and makes them understand the value of good customer service and helping you get out the door while helping you learn a thing or two. You know, this is a site for do-it-yourselfers. We will throw that out there, Uh, but they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And believe me, you would be absolutely flabbergasted if you knew all the things that you could do uh, by yourself on your own car, not have to take it in, not have to spend a bunch of money. You can save a lot of money, learn some new things about your car, and then, hey, maybe, you know, get a little money on the side. Yeah, I'll fix that for you. Yeah, I know. I have the know-how. I go to. I got uh, YouTube. I can look that up. Uh, so go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on. And then how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you? You've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts of your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. When it comes to the coaching, like, do you, did you, I guess from the, the whole thing of like the defensive minded game, like that's always kind of been Blaschel's bag a little bit, but did, did you notice it more this year? Because I think that a, a lot of the stunting of the offensive growth that people are complaining about has very much come through, Hey, you're going to, you're going to play defense. No more Andreas Athanasius. Like, I, I think that yeah. that was, something that this year specifically was kind of erased from the ethos of this team. And while it might not be too far off from Jeff Blaschel's like ideal hockey team or however you think that he would run things. Like I I do think that there was more dramatic concentration. First off, Nolan, tremendous use of the word ethos. Thank you. The same thing. Heard of Thank the word you. ethos. That was Fantastic. really good. Fantastic. That was really good. I haven't heard the word ethos <laughs> in quite a bit. Um, now I forgot my question. <laughs> he's so he's so impressed. He's so unbelievably impressed I mean, with the uh, word ethos. Oh yeah, the guy, I, look, if they were going to win any games this year, they're going to have to play defensive hockey, and they did it really well. There were some high-scoring teams in that division, man. I mean, they weren't going to win many track meets with any of those teams. They had they 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 played that system right. They pretty well, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it really stunted. I mean, it stunted any offensive. How many guys that would have really have stunted? I mean, 
I think the the scoring numbers for Larkin were a bit concerning for people yeah, as well bit, as no Zadina, question. But... I'm not sure if it was because of that though, but yeah, yeah, it was that was kind of eye opening, no question. But Zadine more points this year than he did. That's another one. I mean, I'm not you know, he was he became a better two way forward There's without no a doubt about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah, nobody would mind if he scored a few more goals. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to score some goals. When you watch him though, like don't you think that like that that's just a matter of finishing and that'll come because like a lot of times when I watch him play and and a lot of nights he's not scoring, but there's always one or two I feel like shots or opportunities that he has yeah. a game where you're like, man, when he learns how to put that in the corner, that's going to be a goal every time. Or like, you know, like he's there, he's the ready play, to make man. the, the play. Power play. Exactly. Right that yeah. that's yeah. the big one. Yeah. I think it's going to come. You're right. But that was my only thing with him this season in terms of there's no question that he did become a better two-way forward, but it's okay to supply a few more goals. <laughs> that would have been kind of nice too. Yeah. Arkin and- thing, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he didn't – I mean, you figure he started the year with Bertuzzi and Mantha and mm-hmm. that disintegrated pretty quick for various reasons and – a lot of changes on his line. Uh, never the, the shooting percentage for both of those anybody. guys was down big time too. Like that is uh, yeah something that should, without a doubt, be mentioned throughout all of this. Is it could have been a lot of bad luck as well on that front. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about Larkin? people that? There's definitely people that took a step. You know, you, you kind of expect more of next season, which you know, it kind of gives you optimism that you know they're gonna score a few more goals and maybe win some more games. But you know, overall, the talent level it's still going to take some time. And here next season, man, don't forget, we're these guys are getting back. You lose Nashville, in, eth- in essence, you, you have to get Toronto back in. That's not going to be – Toronto's going to be really good next year. Mm-hmm. You gain Montreal next year instead of Carolina, so – Montreal, I mean, Montreal's not Carolina. Montreal's still going to be a good team. Buffalo backs, Ottawa. Ottawa, I think Ottawa could be really good next season, actually. That could be a... Yeah, I I agree. You still got Tampa and Florida to mess with. Boston gets back into the division, and there's no signs that any of those guys are going to... I know. Those guys are going to win games until 2047. Yeah, that's not looking forward to that. So, I mean, that's going to be a real tough division. They actually did well this year in terms of this division, I would say it wasn't the weakest, but it was was probably the second weakest. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they got... I don't want to say luck. They lucked out a little bit in that regard, but... Yeah, that just simply. I, well, I don't know because that I I don't think like I would take the playoff group out of the central over the playoff group out of the north. You know, uh, personally, yeah. yeah. And I think the east is the most competitive. Yeah, the top to real uh, top heavy. They got they at the same time like they got Buffalo. Yeah. I guess I guess the north <laughs> the north to me is just like Toronto and then everybody else is is shaky like everybody else. Boy, when did they look awfully good this week, Nolan? I don't they know. They did. They did look awfully good. When did they look pretty good? Yeah, but, and, but they were playing an offense of two guys. Yeah, as long as you could just shut those. Like I've always loved yeah. Winnipeg though. Their, their defense seems a bit um, suspect to me, but Hellebuck's mm-hmm. going to bail, bail them out, and I love their forward group. 
I, I Man, always thought Winnipeg well would go deeper game. than they always do. Yeah, yeah. Edmonton, man. If you're Ed, if you're Kenny Holland, I don't know really what. Ridiculous. Where do you man. start? He, okay, Where so he came start, out, and man. when we went over all of the all of the UFAs, all of the free RFAs that they have for this year, like this is going to be kind of a a time for I not not a start chance, fresh, right? but yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, like this is his first chance to do anything with his tenure. And I think he kind of made a comment to that effect uh, maybe a day or two ago. I was listening. I think I heard it on 31 thoughts where he was basically like, you know, now there's a, you, you can't go for it every single year. And I know there were a lot of people who would have liked for the oil or, you know, yeah, but I also yeah. believe that with that team, like how yeah. like you're, what are you going to do? You cannot like every dollar in, yeah, every dollar in has to go out as well. Like that's how cash strapped they were. And, you know, do you want to mortgage the future for a menial uh, uh, increase in your, your chance to win the Stanley cup? I don't know that that's good long-term. So as much people are clowning them now. Uh, guys, I want to make this one point. I'm watching Penguins Islanders right now. If you put Jonathan Bernier and Greiser into the put them as penguins goalies here for the Dang past or so that's that would be a real dangerous hockey team <laughs> but instead and I, I don't you know I don't I don't really know Tristan Jerry whoever he is seeing him play obviously that poor guy's having a real difficult time in this series. They just the yes. Islanders just tied it up three to three here. They're in danger of losing this series, Pace Pittsburgh is tonight, because they didn't really, I mean, they didn't upgrade their goaltending. I guess they trusted two young kids here or whatnot. And yeah. The, Which oh, is exactly what they did. Oh man, he gave up another one. <laughs> Made Seriously, he just gave up another one. I was oh. a four-three. Four to three now, Islanders. I think there you guys you are a little bit ahead of me. Oh um, my God! Well, okay, so you, and bring up- you know, and that's a short. You talk about it because it's a short window in Pittsburgh. A lot of those guys. Yep. Let's face it. I actually like you take away the goaltending. I actually kind of like their roster. I do too. Kids killing them, man. And you look at some of the body language. It's not. I mean, you look at that uh, game five, and they outshot them like forty something to whatever, and. They just, they, that's brutal. I mean, okay. So let me ask you this. You bring up Jonathan Bernier. Yeah. I think everybody thought he was going to get moved at the deadline. He didn't. And I don't know how much that would hint at maybe his future with the Red Wings, but I think what he said at the press conference did, because it sounded to me an awful lot. Like he was talking like a guy who knew he was coming back, who was a part of this team and, and here for the thick of it. Like he was like, yeah, you know, last season was really bad. You know, we're, we're getting better. And it, there was nothing like there, there was back. no, like nothing to disconnect him from the young guys. He was very still much like our hope depends on these young guys and, and those types of things. Like he was talking like that. Did you totally get that? Really, you know, I'd be you know, shocked he, if he wasn't. Okay. No, I'd be shocked if really? he wasn't with the Wings in September. I would. I think he likes it here for one thing. He likes the situation and the group. Um, I think he's gonna. You know, I think he's the money's gonna be there wherever he goes. 
he's not going to be. He's not going to make a killing anywhere per se, unless the Penguins actually all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we'll sign you. But uh, no, I'd be shocked. I mean, it's a good compliment. Those two guys, I think. I think they. It was really good combination the second half of the season. That's such close, such a cliche now in hockey. But man, he those two guys really did give him a chance to win every time, every night. Yeah, and if you, you have to think if Grice and plays he's been a arguably the Wings' best. You can make a statement that over the last two seasons, arguably he's been the Wings' best or most consistent or most valuable player. I mean, oh yeah, I would not argue with you. Yeah, that. That's a very fair take. Yeah, I've been screaming that from the rooftops. There you go. <laughs> also, got to jump in here real quick to talk to the folks about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, they're in full swing as well. And you can try to all, track all the action at Bet Online. Uh, earn a little bit of money as you entertain yourself with some of these playoff games throughout the week and get all the latest news, scores, and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online or on your laptop or use your mobile device. Use our promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Does he trade bait at the deadline then again for the second year in a row? Uh, well, we'll see what the contract is, but yeah, fair. You know, I guess next year actually, Bryce would be a would, would Bryce a two year deal? Or? Yeah, Grice yeah. would be expiring. Yeah, yeah. So Grice would be the piece next year. Sure. Are you worried about any name in particular for this expansion draft that we're going to lose, or are you praying it's somebody that's going to give us a bit of? cap relief and getting getting a younger player up i gotta be brutally honest guys i haven't like i totally studied the expansion list or what could be the expansion list but we still got like another month or two away i wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the young from what i've seen initially like really quick maybe a de kaiser or a lidstrom I was just going to say, I think Lindstrom's probably going to... Lindstrom might be the thing. Or Chalowski. I mean, I don't know. I think Chalowski... All right, if I was... I mean, how Svechnikov? I'm not sure exactly how... I think Svech would be out, wouldn't be out. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I don't know. I mean, Ethan, Ethan crossing his fingers. <laughs> I, I think it like oh. if you just look at like the list of the guy, a list of the defensemen, they're probably going to have to leave unprotected. By the way, it's five to three Islanders now. Oh my Lanta! Oh, unbelievable! That's three goals in how many minutes since we've been on? Wow. Like five, I think it's six. three in the last like yeah, like four yeah. minutes. Yeah, I think it's three since you started talking about it. You gotta get it. You gotta you might get do the wickets there, too, man. I mean, yeah. that's that's season right. That's it right there. Yep. That, not, yeah, yeah, this is their deciding game, it. man. That's it for them. Wow. That's it. Imagine being Pittsburgh and just can, like the, the, I mean, you have three rings, so it is what it is. But like at the end, like knowing that the wall that you kept running into in the playoffs for the last three, four years that you had Sidney Crosby was the Islanders every single time. They're not bad though, Nolan. They're not told, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're infuriating they're to lose team, to. But you should beat them if you're Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
for sure. And that's it's infuriating to lose to them because like traditionally speaking, like you would just go into every one of those series assuming that Pittsburgh should win. Right. And right. I don't I think they've like lost three in the last four years to them. So. At least two. Is it three? Yeah. yeah, no, it's two for sure. They swept them the year. Goalie change. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, we're talking young guys. What do you think uh, about Michael Rasmussen? And what does it say about him that all of these players were subject to going in and out of the lineup, all the young guys. And while all this is going on and people are losing their minds, he is quietly staying inside the lineup, playing well and playing about 15 minutes a night. No, I thought he looked good. I really do. I think I thought he looked good. He was one of the positives or whatever you want to say. One of the, you know, one of the bright spots this season. He his game really took off, man. I really did. I liked his game. And they, yeah, they fed him a little bit more ice time each and every night. And I think I thought he did a lot of good things out there. I mean, I'd be curious to see his, you know, how far he can take it next season. I thought he he was one guy who really took a step forward. I liked his game. I liked his physicality, the little bit of snarl he showed. Mm-hmm. Um, still not. The fast. I mean, he's still not the best skater in the world, but I, that'll come, and he'll he compensates for it with other stuff. And that got a lot of better too, to be fair. The what? That was like one of the big things that I thought improved yeah. was that that just the the quick little steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this game. I think uh, I'm not ready to say he's like a big time corner piece going forward, but um. No, he definitely solidified his spot in the lineup, I thought. He played well. You brought up Danny DeKaiser. I think he could very well be a possible potential for a buyout. I don't know about that. I think Nielsen would. You think Nielsen over DeKaiser? I didn't think DeKaiser played all that bad to the latter weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would – I mean, I don't mind if he's on the roster next year, and I don't think those guys do either. I think there's some potential. I mean, if anything, I mean, we were talking about the trade deadline. I think next year's his last last season on his deal. Yeah. So yeah. That would be another – I bet you could get some – I mean, I'm not saying – At that money? Get some draft picks. Maybe. He's, not, he's only like, what, 30 – it's only half a year. You can get a what? But his back is like sixth 16. rounder, like whatever. The bat, you're right, but he showed signs, like I said, the last few weeks. I think he's getting stronger that way. So, all right, here's it. Malkin on a breakaway. Nope. Yeah, they need one pretty soon here, just to. I, I definitely do think that Nielsen makes more sense for a buyout candidate because I think you're oh, going to yeah. be looking for more roster spots yeah. within the forward the group. How do you think that's going to happen? Pretty high, I would I say think. pretty high, yeah. Really? Like there, there's no – there's be, almost that's zero awesome. implication that, with the That would be a little cap. surprised. I mean, we're talking – it froze for a second. We're talking about Franz Nielsen, right? Yeah, yeah. you oh, froze. Yeah. Green kind of froze. Yeah, I do think Nielsen would be definitely uh, – Wait, did they just score? Yeah. <laughs> I never – I thought Islanders just scored again. Shocking. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I think Neil uh, – the one thing about Nielsen, and I know it sounds 
but he is a great guy in the locker room, man. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I think the young kids really look up to him, respect him. Uh, I still think he can pre- – I didn't think as a fourth-line player he was that bad. I mean, you know, this season he could do worse. I, I'll, I'll, the, the only veteran you, leadership. The but only the, obviously the five mil is like tough to stomach, but yeah. deal. I don't know. Yeah, it really kill you as far as the salary cap if you buy them out. So that's just another reason. Uh, I mean, he only adds like five hundred thousand. I think the following season. And you you save a half spots. a million total. And he's gonna go. Oh, I, I'd be a little surprised if he's still around. Let's put it that way. All right. That is where we will cut short the interview for today. Thank you so much to Ted Colfin for coming on. We, of course, got Ted Colfin for part two on tomorrow's episode. You know he can't come on without us going for at least two episodes. So more talk with him, more looking back at the end of the Red Wing season, what they might do this offseason, and uh, a lot of like ADD-fueled uh, rambling as well. Uh, and also, tomorrow is Friday, so we have to do uh, a Lemon Tree update. Scott, you ready for that? The Lemon Tree Friday for tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. All right. So uh, be ready for Lemon Tree Friday. Be ready for part two with Ted Kolf and go press that subscribe button. Be sure that each and every morning it's the first thing that you see when you wake up. Uh, and of course, go check out Locked On Today as well. Uh, the Locked On Today podcast, LeBron James, the Lakers, they get even against the Suns. Go check that out. Go find more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We will see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.